1: What's up, listeners? Welcome to another edition of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. Uh, I just wanted to start off the show by thanking everybody for the um, good reception I got for the first episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. Um, I really appreciate everybody that listened in, um, and I just want to give you all a little bit more information about how you can support the podcast and things like that. So there is a Twitter account uh, and you can follow thinking outside the boom box on Twitter at T O T B the podcast. So that would be T O T B T H E P O D C A S T thinking outside the boom box, the podcast. So follow the podcast on Twitter Um, And every now and then I will be posting things about the podcast and interesting things that you all can reach out to me about. And we can have, you know, conversations besides the podcast. And it's just another way to get everybody involved. Um, You can also see a lot of information in Hip Hop and R&B that isn't covered in the podcast on the blog at www.hopeforhiphop.org. And another thing, um, if you are listening on iTunes, it would do me a great favor if you could subscribe on iTunes. And then if you want, give me a rating or a review and or a review on iTunes because that's one way we can make this podcast reach its highest potential. So once again, I appreciate everybody for listening to the first episode, and I hope you all keep listening. Uh, We're going to get into the show. So the first segment, This Day in Hip Hop and R&B. Now, (laughs) this was a very slow day for hip hop and R&B. There's not much to cover in this segment, but what there is, I will let you know about. So um, we're going to start with the events. There was only one big event on this day in hip-hop and R&B, and that was in 2007. In 2007, apparently there were lots of DNA tests done for about a dozen people who were claiming that James Brown was their father. About a dozen. And on this day in 2007, those test results came back And they confirmed that at least two of those dozen people were telling the truth. Um, and there was a lot of stuff going on with his will being disputed in court, but basically he was claiming like six children on his will. So, um, it was not a good day for James Brown (laughs) back in 2007, um but that's that's about the only really important event that happened this day um in hip hop and R&B there were two very there were two important birthdays though um we're going to start in 1967 MCA the member and one of the founding members of the Beastie Boys was born um now we all know MCA died of cancer in 2012 Um, but the Beastie Boys were a very instrumental group in hip-hop. And, um, MCA was, you know, one of the most popular members of the group. And a fun fact about MCA, um, if you don't know, MCA actually stands for MC Adam, because his first name was Adam. Um, so that's what MCA stands for. I didn't really know that until... I did some research this week, but uh that's interesting. Um, someone else who was born on this day um uh, was in nineteen eighty three. Dawn Richards from Danity Kane was born. Um, now you'll probably know Dawn most likely from Danity Kane when the group was on Making the Band Three, Diddy's show on M T V. Um Janity Kane reached a little success and then they ran into a lot of trouble. They broke up twice. They had a good run from about 2005 to 2009. And then they broke up. Then they announced a reunion twenty thirteen. 2013. Um, but one of them left and then it was just three of them for about six months and then they broke up again. Um, and then Dawn moved on to Diddy Dirty Money, um, which was her. Another woman and then Diddy, and they actually released a couple projects that came out with that Last Train to Paris album, I believe in 2010. And then in 2011, they did a mixtape, Love, Love versus Hate, Love. Now, I'm not gonna lie, both of those projects were pretty decent. uh I still listen to tracks off of both of those projects. So, if you don't know about Dirty Money, I um, mean, you want to know who Don Richards is, um, look up Last Train to Paris album by them. And Love, Love versus Hey Love, a mixtape they did. It was definitely, uh, you know, it was, it was definitely something to listen to. There's some some good tracks on there. Um, but now Dawn Richards is just doing solo stuff. Um, and I don't know if she's really doing much with that. But, yeah, that's that's all I have for this day in hip-hop and R&B this week. Um, I'm really hoping that next Wednesday there was a lot more happening in the past. Um... But we shall see. So that is all for this day in hip-hop and R&B. So let's jump right in into our next segment, which is the press play segment. Now, there was a lot, a lot of good things that happened in hip-hop and R&B this week. So maybe it works out that this day in hip-hop didn't have much going on because we can make up for it for all the things that happened this week for our press play segment. So I want to start by giving you an update. Uh, last week, we talked about the beef that was going on between Drake and Meek Mill. Now, there were some heavy updates this week regarding the situation. Uh, so the first is, the way we left it, just to give you an update or a recap, Meek Mill accused Drake of not writing his verse for Meek Mill's song, Rico. He said he hired a ghostwriter, Quinn Miller. Uh, he jumped on Twitter, started yapping his mouth. Um, then Drake released a diss track, Charged Up, where he dissed Meek Mill. A few days later, he released another diss track called Back to Back Freestyle, where he dissed Meek Mill even harder. That was where we left things. Um, now, Meek Mill has released... Finally a diss track for Drake Uh, He called it Wanna Know And it features Quentin Miller If you want to listen to the track You can check it out on the blog Hopeforhiphop.org So Meek Mill decided to go the route That we all thought he would It's very loud It's a lot of Meek Mill yelling you know threats at Drake and how uh, calls Drake a pussy multiple times, um, but the track is really disconnected. Number one, you can hardly understand what Meek is saying in most of the song, and the song is long, so it just sounds like a lot of gibberish for a while. He samples WWE's Wrestler's Undertaker's theme music, and Meek is in trouble for that because the WWE was like, "Yo, that's." copyrighted so we coming for that ass um basically what they're they're telling Meek. so that's already not working out for him then he had quinn and miller on the song and he kind of featured the reference track for know yourself one of drake's songs for from if you're reading this is too late and quinn miller was rapping the reference track And then he also has some weird stuff by Quentin Miller saying that Drake got peed on in a movie theater. It's it's real convoluted and it's it's really jumbled and you know it's not really that great of a diss track. Um, No one really seems to know what's going on with it. Um, and it just didn't really hit the mark um, It's especially weird because Quentin Miller already came out saying that he hasn't been and never will be a ghostwriter for Drake So now I don't really understand how he's getting involved by being on Meek's diss track But all in all Meek's diss track was very weak And it definitely didn't help his case in his beef and it pretty much hurt it But then this happened and that's when everything got out of hand and it's, it's not looking like Meek has a chance to come back from this. So Meek Mill has a sister, which I didn't know until Meek Mill's sister decided to release her own diss track of Drake. Now, when I tell you that Meek Mill's sister looks like Meek Mill with a wig on, I am not joking. Google this woman. She looks just like Meek Mill. You can tell they're related. But when I also tell you that Meek Mill's sister's diss track is 10,000 times better than Meek Mill's, I am also not joking. She comes with the bars.
2: Ayo hey, Drizzy, is you snoring or is issue dizzy? You really won the war with them niggas from out of Philly? Them niggas catching more bodies in the capsity of your city. I seen your governor tweeting. Yes, you call the committee, cuz. I heard snitching what you does. You really are an actress. You really not a thug. Remember on the grassity bitches never showed you love? You was always in your feelings, little nigga. You need a hug. Talking about you started from the bottom. Now you here. I heard you started from the tip of the dick. Cause you's a queer. Next time me drop an album, niggas better share. Or next time won't be a next time. I'm from you buying your next round. you little singer ass nigga you little i've been sleeping with your brother jerry springer ass nigga i got a love song for my ringer ass nigga penetrate my ass with your middle finger ass nigga and i really used to fuck with you so i really ain't wanna fuck with you but now i gotta bust at you because meek on the break and i'm the substitute so i gotta eat all of your niggas like a motherfucking luncher
1: if meek Mill had rapped like this on his diss track He could very well have made it close. But now, his sister's coming out dissing Drake with amazing bars, and it's so much better than Meek's diss. It's honestly just making Meek look worse. Shout out to Meek Mill's sister, because she killed that. But at the same time, it's like, why couldn't you do that, Meek? So, the beef is... The beef is just getting crazy. Siblings are getting involved. There was a, there was some more Instagram flexing where Drake posted a picture after Meek's diss track was released of basically just him laughing while looking at his phone. Um, Meek Mill Instagrammed after Drake's um, diss was released and said that, you know, is this where raps come to where, you know, the people who ghostwrite are the ones that people are getting behind. Basically, a lot of stuff like that. But where the beef stands now is, there are rumors, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, I'm just telling you what's floating around in the air, but there are rumors that Drake is going to release a third diss track. We'll see what happens, Um because if he does, it very well could be the end of this beef. It, it may not be the end, because Meek might say some things but in the eyes of the fans and everybody listening this could very well be the finishing blow um so i will keep you updated on that but as it stands um it's drake like three meek mill sister one meek mill negative five so we're going to move on. So while the entire world has been focused on this Drake and Meek Mill beef, Kendrick Lamar decided that he was going to continue his reign, current reign at the top of hip-hop right now. And he released a music video for the second track off of To Pimp a Butterfly. And that is the For Free interlude. Now the video that he released for this track is as energetic and entertaining as the actual song is. Um, I'll feature the link for the video in the description so you can see it. Um, But it's Kendrick and multiple Kendricks running around, chasing the girl that he's talking to in the song and looking real crazy and doing a lot of... (laughs) crazy things it's a real interesting video and i think it's one of the best videos to be released this year it's pretty dope and so far he's been killing it with the promotion for to Pimp a butterfly the video for all right was dope um king kunta's video was dope he's doing a good job of keeping the hype up for this for this album and this video, I think, was one of the best he's done for the album so far. So, definitely check that out in the description. So, Leanne LeHavis. Leanne LeHavis is a British folk and R&B singer. Um, I discovered her a few years ago when she released her debut album, Is Your Love Big Enough, um, in 2012. And the album is amazing. Um, I think it went on to win like iTunes Album of the Year things like that. Um, but it's a beautiful album. She has amazing vocals. She's a beautiful woman. She really knows how to write songs. Her songs are passionate um, and they really you know hit you deep. Um, so, she just released a new album, her second album called Blood. It just released this past Friday. And um, I've listened to the album a couple times already. I usually don't like to give like a final opinion on an album. Till I've listened to it about five times. But off the first couple listens, it's a pretty decent album. Um, she's definitely building off of what she did in her first album. Uh, the singles that she's released for the album are very, you know catchy and easy to listen to and very likable so we can check out the first single she released from blood which was called unstoppable definitely go check out leanne lehavis's new album blood you can stream it on spotify and if you like what you hear definitely go buy it i'll put the links but you definitely want to check out this woman she is doing big things And if you have time, check out her first album, too, because it was pretty dope. So Lollapalooza was this past weekend, and it was lit. For those of you who don't know, Lollapalooza is a Chicago festival, music festival that happens every year in the first weekend of August. Uh, And this year, there was a lot going on. There are tons of... Of dope concerts going on this year. Paul McCartney was there. The Weeknd was there. Kid Cudi was there. Metallica was there. um, Father John Misty was there. Tyler the Creator. FKA Twigs. Lots of people. Um, The reason I'm mentioning it now. Now Lollapalooza. A lot of people show up. It's a Chicago festival. But just like any of the other music festivals. People come from all over the country. To come see Lollapalooza. Um, and those crowds are crazy. I went to Lollapalooza a couple years back. Um, and that was when the headliners were Kendrick Lamar, uh Two Chains was there, uh Leanne La Le Emily Sande, all of those. Um, and it's crazy. It's hot out there. There's lots of people just on drugs and lots of other things. There are a lot of drunk people, and it runs from about 12 noon to 11 pm on that friday saturday sunday and a lot of people are there all day so a lot of people get crazy i think this year alone like 34 people were arrested and over 200 were sent to the hospital for various reasons um so travis scott is in the news uh travis scott's a rapper um signed to ti's label and also good music kanye's label He performed at Lollapalooza, but Travis Scott was among the people that was arrested this weekend at Lollapalooza. Basically what happened, he was having his set, but his set got shut down after he was basically telling the audience to push past the barricade of security guards he's he's known for having really wild shows where he likes everybody to get turned up and sometimes it gets pretty dangerous um like this time where he's encouraging this crowd of thousands of people to you know bum rush the barricade um so he got arrested and was charged with disorderly conduct um so the show got shut down they said no fans were injured during this altercation travis Scott ran was taken into custody a little while later um so yeah travis needs to cool it he's i like him as an artist check out days before rodeo um this project he dropped last year his album rodeo should be coming out this year he makes good music i like it But there comes a point when you're doing shows where you also, you know, if you do care about your fans, you got to be looking out for their safety instead of telling them to do all these crazy things, especially at an event this big with all of these, you know, crazy situations that could pop off. Um, So, yeah, Travis needs to needs to work on that. But shout out to Lollapalooza. It's a great festival. I hope everybody had a great time at it this weekend. Um, I'm trying to get some tickets next year because I was pretty jealous strolling down Lakeshore Drive and seeing all the stages being erected and all of that. Um, so, yeah, shout out to that festival, Shottown. Town. So, Lauren Hill, the legendary Miss Lauren Hill, was on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon last week. Um, and she's there because she's promoting this album that was released. It's called Nina Revisited a tribute to Nina Simone. Um, It's an LP that's, you know, paired with this documentary uh, called What Happened, Miss Simone, that's happening, um, basically talking about Nina Simone, the legendary R&B singer, and her life and some of her music. So this LP is a bunch of today's artists, like Lauryn Hill, Mary J. Blige, Usher, Jasmine Sullivan and even Nina Simone's daughter and they're doing covers of Nina's music and Lauren Hill had a big part in the album um like production and even a lot of the songs so she was on the Tonight Show doing a cover of Nina Simone's song Feeling Good now you might recognize this song because this was a song that Kanye and Jay-Z sampled uh a few years ago when they released their collaborative album "Watch the throne on the song new day they sampled feeling good by nina simone now lauren hill absolutely kills this performance she's got a live band she's got backup singers and she sounds she took full control of the song she had the band in her pocket everybody was flowing at the right pace they were all in sync. They killed it. Now, I'm all for Lauren Hill sounding as good as she did during this performance. Because, as everybody knows, Lauren Hill kind of disappointed after she released her amazing debut album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. She kind of fell off. She released this MTV Unplugged album that wasn't really that good and was kind of disconnected. And then she kind of hasn't released much music since then she's released songs here and there but no project and she was so good like one of the best artists of that time when she released her first album so everybody wants her to get back to that and then she had trouble with taxes and you know not paying them um but i'm all for her you know having a resurgence i really hope that this is the beginning of something new that we can expect from her and not just one more uh, reminder of what could have been. Um, but shout out to her. If you want to view the amazing performance, everybody should watch this. You can check it out. I'll put the link in the description. Lauren Hill, we need you back. So Kid Cuddy is releasing a new album this year. And unfortunately, it is not Man on the Moon 3, which is what everybody's been waiting for and what he said he was going to release this year. But it is a different album. It's an album called Speedin' Bullet to Heaven. Um, It's going to release this year. Kid Cuddy's very excited about it. He says that it's going to be an album where he's playing all guitar and bass like himself. And, you know, that type of album. And as soon as he said that, everybody remembered the album he put out called Wizard a few years back. Which was Kid Cudi's attempt at a rock album. And it flopped hard. It was not very good. Um, It wasn't what people wanted from him. Especially after he had given us Man on the Moon and Man on the Moon 2. His greatest albums. Um, but now he's back with this Speed and Bullet to Heaven album, and he's recently released the first single called Confused, and true to his word, it is a lot of, you know, electric guitar and bass, it's basically Cuddy singing a rock song, but the difference between this song and when he was doing it on Wizard is that he actually sounds good now, and he actually seems to have found a nice balance, um, in this genre, and... I think, if he keeps it up, that this sound could be something that works for him. Now, it's not Man on the Moon and Man on the Moon 2. Or even, you know, Indica. Like, those albums, you know, have, you know, type of trippy production. You know, they were songs that people listened to when they were getting high and stuff like that. And they had they had great vibes about them. Um, this album, I don't think is going to be like that, but I also don't think that means it's going to be bad. I think Cuddy can succeed, you know, in this lane. And if he keeps things up like he did with this song, I think we could learn to like it. Um, I wish him the best. I do want Cuddy to put out another album like Man on the Moon, and I don't think he's completely done with that. Um, but I'm all for artists, you know, doing what makes them happy musically and, you know, finding new lanes and doing well at them. When he tried it on Wizard, he found a new lane, but he didn't really execute it that well. This time, I think he can. And I'm all for Cuddy giving us a rock album that actually works. So I hope Speed and Bullet to Heaven is a success and... I'm going to give Confused a few more listens So I can try and get into the mood for what this album is going to be like So this is big news Dr. Dre Dr. Andre Young Is releasing a new album Now if you don't know why this is a big deal It's because we've been waiting on Dr. Dre's new album for about eight years now. (laughs) Detox. You ever heard of that? If you haven't heard of it, it's because it hasn't been released, but everybody's been waiting on it. So basically what happened is Dre released some great studio albums in The Chronic and then 2001. Two of his greatest albums. And then he kind of disappeared As far as albums go, Um, after he released his album 2001, which actually released in 1999, let's not talk about it, Um, he kind of wanted to focus on production. He did a lot of producing, you know, helping out artists on his label, things like that. And then when Beats by Dre happened, it started started to think that we were never going to get Detox, which was supposed to be his third studio album, because he got wrapped up in that. And so every year it was like, are we going to get a detox album? Are we going to get a detox album? He kind of ducked the fade and kept ducking and dodging on that. Um, But now he has a show on Beats One Radio, Apple Music's uh, new radio station called The Pharmacy of Dr. Dre. And this past week he announced that he will be releasing his third and final studio album, And it will be called Compton, A Soundtrack by Dr. Dre. And it's going to be released this Friday, August 7th. So two days from now. You can pre-order it now. I'll put the link in the description. And you can buy it two days from now. Now, he says, he did explain why Detox was not released. He says it didn't meet his standards. And after, you know, listening to it, it wasn't what he wanted it to be, so that's why he never released it. So this is a completely different album. This isn't what we thought he's been working on for, you know, six years or so. This was an album inspired off of the movie that's coming out straight out of Compton, which is a movie that is being released about N.W.A. and their life story. So he said while working on that movie, he got inspired to write a soundtrack, started working on an album, and then boom, it's done. So now we're getting a new album by Dr. Dre called Compton, a soundtrack by Dr. Dre. He did release a track list, and it is feature heavy. Every song has a feature minus the intro and the very last song. That's not always a bad thing, but people do tend to take that, you know, as a sign that you need some help to make this album work. But, you know, I'm not going to look at it like that. The features he has on here are absolutely amazing. Um, I'm excited for this album. Uh, Kendrick's on it. Marsha Ambrosius is on it. BJ the Chicago Kid is on it. Exhibit's on it. Ice Cube's on it. Snoop Dogg's on it. Jill Scott's on it. You know what I mean? Eminem's on it. So... This is going to be an album to listen to, and especially since Detox is dead now, and this is Dr. Dre's last album, I'm going to approach this album expecting everything I can from it. I want it to be great. I think it will be great. He has great people on it with him. He's one of the greatest producers to ever make beats for artists. Dr. Dre is a legend and icon, and I think this album will be great, so definitely look out for that this Friday Compton a soundtrack by Dr. Dre. Okay, rounding up the press play segment this week, we're going to talk about Frank Ocean. Now, Frank Ocean is not many people's favorite person right now. Frank Ocean kind of really came on the scene. He had been doing, he'd been doing music before this but he really came on the scene in 2011 when he released Nostalgia Ultra. Had songs on it like Swim Good, um, Nova Novocaine. That's what really got his name out there. After that, he started doing work with Kanye and Jay. He worked on Watch the Throne. He worked on Jay's album, Magna Carta, Holy Grail. He worked on Kanye's album, Yeezus. Um, in 2011, he released Channel Orange, which... I think is one of the best albums to be made. It was amazing. Um, definitely one of the best R and B and you know contemporary albums to be released. Um and in that year he actually won a Grammy for Channel Orange. He won Best Urban Contemporary Album, which is a crazy category. What what? But anyway, he won a Grammy for it. The Frank Ocean hype was at an all-time high because he had just released this amazing album. People are still listening to it today. And most people are especially listening to it today because we haven't received any music from him since then. Um that was 2011, 4 years ago, and we haven't received an album from him. He's given us, you know, you know messages here and there like working on my second album. And we're like, cool, where is it? And then, you know, he goes offline. Um, But yeah, but then in April of this year, which is still four years after the fact, after everybody's already upset because there hasn't been a Frank Ocean album, he releases something on his website. And it's a picture of him with what looks like a magazine that says, boys don't cry on it. And the caption says, I got two versions, I got two versions, hashtag issue one, hashtag album three, hashtag July 2015, hashtag boys don't cry. So, of course, everybody's like, yo, Frank Ocean basically just said he's releasing his third album in July of 2015. It's called Boys Don't Cry, and it also seems like it's going to come with the magazine. And that was kind of reinforced by you know the official people on this team um so we're like okay two months is all we got to do or three months is all we got to do to wait we're gonna sit down and we're gonna wait for this frank ocean album you know july 1st came you know nothing july 10th came nothing it's like all right whatever there's a lot of july left july 25th came and it's like oh okay so he's gonna release this next week And then July 31st came, and there was no album. And Twitter went nuts. (laughs) People trolled Frank Ocean all the way into the ground. Somebody changed his Wikipedia page um, that said he was born in July to us. Um, Changed his name to Frank Liar Ocean and stuff like this. Um, No album surfaced. People are mad because... Number one, it's been four years since he's released an album and then you say July 2015 is going to be an album and then we don't get anything. So, you know, people aren't happy, but I do have an update on this issue. If you go to Frank's website, which is FrankOcean.com, it'll redirect you to a website called BoysDon'tCry.co. And on this website, it will feature whatever city you're in, the date, the time. And there's that same picture that he released um, in April on the website. There's also tabs at the top that say all, pics, vids, audio, and text. Now, this is very interesting. Um, You can also add yourself to a mailing list at the top. Now, this is interesting because this has just appeared over the past few days. So now we're thinking, okay, we didn't release this album, but at least there is movement on the Frank Ocean side. So I think that we will still see this album before the end of the year. Um, And let's get one thing straight. Nobody's ever questioned whether when we do receive this album, it's going to be great. Frank... Has given us no reason to doubt his ability to give us a great album. Nostalgia Ultra was amazing. Channel Orange was legend status. This will be a great album. We just want it to happen. So I'm going to keep, you know, checking this page. Hopefully, sometime soon, within the next two weeks or so, we receive. You know, Boys Don't Cry, whatever this album is actually going to be called. Because we need that Frank Ocean music in our life. The boy is dope. Um, And the fact that he's been, you know, away doing his own thing for four years. You know, hopefully working on this. He's had even more time to perfect what this is going to sound like. I think it's going to be great. So hopefully... He releases it soon, and I'll definitely keep you all updated on that. Um, So that is all I have for this week's Press Play segment. Um, We're going to take a break and come back with the Dig Deeper segment. What is up, people? Um, If there are any sponsors out there that would like to get behind this podcast, Thinking Outside the Boombox, please email me at thinkingoutsidetheboombox at gmail I would love to get some sponsors behind me to back this podcast that is definitely going places. So if you love hip hop, if you love R and B, if you want to be a part of the discussion, email me at thinkingoutsidetheboombox at gmail.com. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. Let's jump right into our last segment, the Dig Deeper segment. Now, it's August, um, so we've got about seven months of good music under our belt already in 2015. So I decided for this segment, this week, we're going to do a mid-year review. We're going to do some superlatives. We're going to give out awards, per se. Um, So I've got eight categories And we're going to talk about who's taking home the gold as it stands right now. There's still a lot of 2015 left to go. But as it stands, we're going to discuss who's at the top of each category. So let's get started. I'll save the big ones for last. Let's get started with the best feature thus far in 2015. I made sure to have five people in each category that I nominated myself. Um, So nominated for the best feature thus far in 2015, we have Beyonce in Filling Myself, Drake in Rico, Lil Wayne in Deep, Kanye West in Smuckers, Drake in Blessings. And the winner goes to Little Wayne in Deep. Now I haven't been a big Lil Wayne fan in the past couple years, but the way he rapped on Big Sean's album on Deep, I had to give this to him. I think it's one of the best verses I've heard from him in a while. Um he was spitting bars. It was you know it was a powerful verse. Um, He never lost a step. I think Wayne still has, you know, the talent that everybody saw in him and loved from the get-go. And I definitely think he showcased that on that verse. So best feature thus far 2015, Lil Wayne on Big Sean's Deep. Now the next category is the best barbecue friendly song. So this is the best song that you know you can play in front of your mama and she ain't going to be like turn that off. That's got too much cursing in it. Um <laughs> that's that's how I assume everybody's mother sounds. No, I mean, <laughs> you know, my grandma sounds like that. Um so This category is for the songs that, you know, everybody can enjoy, no matter how old they are, no matter how young they are. You can play this around the kids. You can play this around the old folks. Everybody can enjoy it. So the nominees are Classic Man by Jadenna, Apparently by J. Cole, Sunday Candy by The Social Experiment, Uptown Funk by Mark Ronson. Yoga by Janelle Monae. And the winner is Uptown Funk by Mark Ronson. Now this was a close one because Sunday Candy, everybody loves that song. It's a song with Chance talking about his grandma. But Uptown Funk wins just because it has just the right amount of funk You know, it's clean, everybody can enjoy it. But it's also got that dancing element to it. And old folks love to dance. And so do the little kids. And so does everybody else. And it was just a super catchy song that everybody can get behind. So the best barbecue-friendly song, the song you can dance with your mama to, is Uptown Funk by Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars. So let's get into the next category, which is... The best music video. Now, this is a tough category because, you know, the visual arts is something that's really hard to judge. Um, everybody can see something else in it. So I narrowed it down to five of the videos that I thought really entertained uh, or Took it you know above and beyond So the nominees for best music video thus far are Bitch Better Have My Money by Rihanna Sunday Candy by The Social Experiment Feeling Myself by Nicki Minaj All Right by Kendrick Lamar And For Free Interlude by Kendrick Lamar The winner Of the best music video thus far in 2015 is Sunday candy by the social experiment now this video is too dope and shout out to all the nominees because these were all amazing videos and it was really tough to choose but when you take Sunday candy into account and how these guys treated this video like it was a short film and they did it all, you know, on a stage. You know, it was like you were watching a short play. And they did it all so wonderfully. And you've got all of these shot town you know, people representing. Um It was just an amazing video. It was passionate. You can tell they put a lot of hard work into it. And the product was just fantastic um shout out to austin Vesley who directed that video and he directs a lot of videos for save money um chicago crew around here so it had to be sunday candy by the social experiment the next category is the best summer banger this is a song that you play in your car with the windows down this summer and everybody on the street is dancing along with you. Or singing along with you. This is the song that goes hard. It's playing at least three times when you go to the club. Best Summer Banger. The nominees are... Bitch Better Have My Money by Rihanna. Fuck up some commas. I fuck up some commas, yeah. By Future. Feeling Myself by Nicki Minaj. All Day by Kanye West. And Trap Queen by Fetty Wap, and the winner goes to Trap Queen by Fetty Wap. It's undeniable. This song has taken over the summer. It's similar to how, you know, Bobby Shmurda's song took over the charts last year. Trap Queen is super catchy. Fetty Wap. Is killing it with the vocals, you know. He's coming through and he's rapping about his trap queen and how they in the bando, and you know, he's teaching her how to cook up on the stove. You know, it's it's a pretty hilarious song. And it's also very catchy, and everybody sings along to this song. This one wasn't even close. Trap Queen by Fetty Wap, the best summer banger. So now let's get into the next category, which is the most anticipated album. Uh, To drop in the second half of the year The nominees are Kid Cudi, Speed and Bullet to Heaven Rihanna, Untitled Drake, Views from the Six Frank Ocean, Boys Don't Cry Or whatever he decides to call it if it's not actually called that And Kanye West, SWISH All caps This was a hard category to judge, but the winner is Kanye West, Swish. Now, everybody's anticipating all five of these albums, but when it comes to Kanye West and his catalog and his consistency, no matter what, when Kanye West drops an album, the internet slows down. Everybody rushes to go get it. That's what they're listening to for about a month afterwards. The hype is up for this one because Yeezus was so far from what everyone expected. Everybody's wondering how could he possibly top that? How could he possibly go in a different direction? But trust me, Kanye will. Swish is the most anticipated album for the rest of the year. And it was the most anticipated album at the beginning of the year too. So Kanye... Hurry up and drop that album. We're all waiting for it. All day, nigga. So the next category is the best new artists. Now, I base this off of, you know, artists who really came into their own in the beginning of this year. Um, You hadn't really heard of them before then, and now you have. So the nominees for best new artists are Leon Bridges. Andra Day, Kehlani, Fetty and Tank. And the winner of the best new artist thus far is Kehlani. Now this one was very tough because all five of these artists are extremely talented and they've done a lot to start the year off. I gave it to Kehlani because this girl is so talented and I really believe that she's about to blow up. Her project, You Should Be Here, which you should check out, is dope. Um, She's got an amazing voice. She's got chemistry with almost everybody that she shares the mic with. And judging by her last video, the... The Way video that had Chance the Rapper in it. She's a great dancer too. So her performances have got to be off the charts. I'm giving it to Kaylani. I think she's about to tear it up. She's the best new artist thus far in 2015. So rounding out the last two categories. Is album of the year for hip hop. And album of the year for R&B. So we're going to jump into R&B first. Uh, the nominees for Album of the Year thus far are Ego Death by The Internet, Love, Sex, Passion by Raheem Devon, Coming Home by Leon Bridges, Wild Heart by Miguel, and Reality Show by Jasmine Sullivan. Now, I've listened to all five of these albums multiple times and Honestly, this one wasn't hard to choose. The winner of the album of the year thus far in R&B is Ego Death by The Internet. Now, if you don't know who The Internet is, which is very likely because they kind of fly under the radar, um, it's comprised of, you know, it's basically a subsidiary of Odd Future. Um, Sid from Odd Future, um, Left Brain... Matt, The Martian, um, all of them and more are part of the internet. And when I first discovered them, you know, I found out about them because they were a part of Odd Future. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this music is about. And then I listened to it and they dropped some of the silkiest R&B music you've heard in a long time. And their new project, Ego Death, is just as silky. You need to check it out. It's smooth, it's sensual, the songwriting's amazing, there's some good features on there, Vic Mensa makes an appearance. Ego Death is an amazing R&B album, and it could go toe-to-toe with all of the albums for Album of the Year, not just, you know, limited to R&B. So, Album of the Year for R&B is Ego Death by the Internet. Rounding out the last category... In this mid-year review is Album of the Year for Hip Hop. The nominees are... Kendrick Lamar, To Pimp a Butterfly. J. Cole, 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Surf. To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. 2014 Forest Hills Drive by J. Cole. Rounding out the last category... In this mid-year review is album of the year for hip-hop. The nominees are. To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. 2014 Forest Hills Drive by J. Cole. Surf by The Social Experiment. Dark Sky Paradise by Big Sean. I Don't Like Shit, I Don't Go Outside by Earl Sweatshirt. This one. Was easy for me because this album, as far as its impact and what it means to the culture, it was light years ahead of every other album, and all the other albums were absolutely amazing. So that's saying a lot. Album of the year thus far for hip hop is To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. The boy killed it. You know, he's got two classic albums in a row right now To Pimp a Butterfly. Was amazing for not only hip hop culture but black culture. Kendrick delivered an album that people can dance to, people can listen to, and get serious information from. He, you know, he delivered an album that's very important to us and very important to me. And I think it's an amazing album. I think it could be one of the best all time. He had Tupac on the album. He had, you know, surprise stuff at the end of it. Barely any features, you know, only one rap feature on the album. Kendrick is a messenger, and the message he delivered on To Pimp a Butterfly is one that we all need to hear. And the production was top notch. To Pimp a Butterfly it was easy. It's the album of the year thus far. And I think it'll be album of the year by the time December rolls around. Best believe I'll keep you updated once the year ends to get a final tally on these categories. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the segment. Hope you enjoyed the mid-year review. Um, Remember, follow me on Twitter at TOTB, the podcast, Hit up the blog at HopeForHipHop.org. And please, please, please subscribe, rate, leave reviews on iTunes. We're trying to grow this podcast. I want to be able to give you all more and more, get bigger and better, so that we can keep doing this for a long time. So once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for the love uh, from the first episode onward. And I will see you next week